0: Hi, my name is Lydia, and I'm Emma, and we're the hosts of Holy Ship. We are passionate about creating a space for women to talk about sexuality, their bodies, and all things relationships. We think that for so long, Christian spheres have often failed to address these topics with women in a healthy, shame-free, and open way. So welcome to Holy Ship, where we address all the taboo topics in a way that is honoring to you, your relationships, and God. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Holy Ship podcast. Sadly, Emma is out of town this week, so she won't be able to join us, but we are joined today by Caroline Taylor, who is an advocate for women's health, education, and spirituality. She recently graduated with a degree in industrial organizational psychology, and she is the founder of CycleWay. So today we're going to be talking about um, just diving into her story, why she started CycleWay, and just more about the menstrual cycle. So welcome, Caroline. Thank you so much. <laughs> so happy to be here. So glad you could come. Um, to start off, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are, why you started the psychoaway workshop, and all of that? Oh, yeah.
1: I'm happy to talk all about it. <laughs> so, um, a little bit about me um, I am very passionate about women's health. Um, not something I ever really thought I would really get into that much. So, it's pretty shocking. <laughs> I'm really passionate about education. I love learning. Anything I can get my hands on, whether that's you know Instagram posts or a book, articles, all of it, I, I just love it. Um, I'm not an expert quite yet working on that part, um, but I don't think we have to be experts to yeah. be you know educated about our own bodies and everything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this is just basic information I think everybody should know. Um, everything I share comes from research experts, people who have been in the field for who knows how long. Yeah, I think it's been really helpful with my degree, even though it doesn't sound relevant um, with IO Psych. It's really helped me with the research aspect of things, how to determine what's good research and how to understand it better. So yeah, now I'm starting Cycleway. Um That's been a really awesome journey. So younger, me would be absolutely mortified at what I'm doing right now. Like I never, like a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about periods, all that, but mm-hmm. I was, I never talked about it at all. Like not a word. Yeah, <laughs> like just it was pretty much like taboo. Like I just feel so uncomfortable talking about it with anybody whether they're my friends or you know anything. So, it's been a really interesting turn <laughs> to wear yeah. a little bit about my story and how I started all of this. So, um ever since I first started my period, it was pretty painful. Um, it wasn't super bad at first. It was just kind of like, eh, annoying. Mm-hmm. And then I'd take a nap and it'd be fine. And then every month it got a little bit worse until one day I was 15 and I was at school and I, it was in between classes. I was waiting for my friend. Cause so I'm like, okay, no, she's got ibuprofen. And before she could get there, um, I ended up just going from zero to hundred really quick. Um, I nearly passed out. <laughs> it was the worst pain I'd ever been in that, up until that point. Um, I'm throwing up, like it was just, it was awful. Oh
0: my word.
1: Thankfully, it was the one day of the week that the school nurse was there. <laughs> um, and so my parents came and even like, as they're like getting me in the car, she's like, do you want me to call an ambulance? I was like, you know, it's bad. Like when your parents are already there, yeah. <laughs> awful state. Um, anyway, I went to urgent care. Um, by the time they saw me, I felt like fine. I could talk mm-hmm. to them. Like we were just talking casually right now. And I was like, that was, it was just so weird. So um, pretty much the solution I got was, okay, here's some birth control and we'll figure it out and that'll help. Mm -hmm. Um, and the year since then, it always bothered me. Like, I didn't really know what was going on. What was causing it? I'd ask questions like, why is my body doing this? And, you know, I had concerns of like, you know, like I'm going to have a family one day. Like, how Mm -hmm. does that gonna work? You can't really be on birth control. It's kind of the whole point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had all these questions and the responses I got from doctors were either like, oh yeah, that's weird. I've never heard of that before. Mm. Weird. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Or it was like, oh yeah, we'll figure that out later. Like when we get to that point, but it just, I don't know, it always bugged me. Um, and so I had a lot of, uh, talks with God about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I am very much a Jesus lover. (laughs) Um, and so I had a lot of prayers just like, I'm not a huge crier, but there were several times that I cried Mm -hmm. just like, what is going on? Like, I want to figure this out. I'm worried for my future. Like, how is it going to impact me long term? Like, Is there, like, I keep going to experts and they're not helping me, you know, like, they don't know either. Like, I felt like I just kept hitting dead end after dead end. Um, and one thing that brought me a lot of comfort, um, so I'm part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we have what we call priesthood blessings. I don't know if you've heard of those, um, but it's pretty much like, you know, prayers when we talk to God, um, but then blessings, you can have like a blessing of comfort and counsel is what we call it. And so, um, a man who holds the priesthood kind of becomes like the mouthpiece for God. Mm-hmm. And I always record it just because I'm very much a words person and then I'll type it out. And so, um, you know, God just pretty much says like, okay, here's what to expect. Here's what I want for you. Here's what I want you to know. Um, here's some promises. It just, whatever God, like whatever you need to hear from God at that yeah. point. And all the questions I had about my health, God told me literally to put it aside. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's not what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I want to figure this out. Like, this is like, I have all these serious questions and it was like, we don't wait on me for years. The older I got, the more concerned I became. And it was just put it aside. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and then just back in September, I got another one and God finally said, okay, now I'm going to start leading you to people, like lead you to the right people at the right time. And I've gone looking for answers before, but found very little. There's just not much. you like a painful mm-hmm. period. It's like, oh yeah, just take birth control. Like that's what Google tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I finally had that. And so I did, I've done research, but now like God literally opened doors for me. I found podcasts. I found um, Instagram accounts. I found different experts in books. And I was like, wow, like this is life-changing. Like I didn't even know how the body worked. Like yeah. This, this changes everything. It just it blew my mind like every day. And I have not read that much that quickly in a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, it was just so amazing. And so I started making changes for me, um, decided to go off birth control. It was so interesting because then there was one day I was like, I just felt kind of stressed. And I was like, what, what's like, something's missing. Like something's off and I can feel it. Like nothing's yeah. stressing me out in my life. It's not really coming from any particular place. So I was like, what is going on? So I started journaling and then out of nowhere, like I wasn't even thinking about this, but then like, I, I swear this comes from God. Cause I got this clear impression. Like you need to share this with other people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just found this like a month ago. Like what, what is that? And God's like, I just had like this clear image in my mind of like getting people together and like, no, like people need to know about this mm-hmm. and someone needs to say it. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I'm good to be that person now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. So, um, it started. Cycleway really started with like a six-week workshop. I was like, I designed like a little course from scratch based on everything I learned. Pretty much like an intro to everything you didn't know before, but should have known a long time ago. Yeah. Um, like, do other people care about this thing? Like that, that, I like to the level that I care about it. Mm-hmm. Are they interested? Or is this just me? You know, like, am I the only yeah. one out there that really struggles with this? Like, how much do people really want to know? Um, and so it was my way to test that out. And I had a pretty good turnout had a lot of people come, um, after that ended, I was like, I think I could really turn this into something. And so mm-hmm. it's just kind of snowballed since then. And so I turned it from like a workshop to like, okay, what if I started a social media platform? And this semester is my last semester. Um, I had all electives. And so I took a bunch of classes that helped me understand more of like, you know, social media marketing mm-hmm. and, um, like how to create, you know, graphic design and just make things visually appealing. It's all these different yeah. classes that help me with this. Um, and so I started a social media page with Instagram, which is how we, we connected. Yeah. Um, and now I have all these ideas and I just, as soon as I graduate, I'm going to have all the time to just work on uh-huh. it and make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted, I've got a workbook I'm working on. I've got all these things I want to write. We're launching a website next couple of weeks, just we're just running with it. So yeah, started with my own personal journey. Just wanted to figure things out for myself Mm -hmm. because I couldn't find answers. And now here we are trying to educate anybody and everybody I can about (laughs) menstrual cycle. So quite the turn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love, I just love your story so much, especially how like you turned like a very frustrating experience. I feel like a lot of young women go through very similar like issues, either like with their period Mm -hmm. or just like in health in general, and then, like, just turning that and, like, especially, like, seeking God throughout the whole process and then, like, Finally, like being able to like educate yourself, and then like turn around and be able to educate other people, like that's just really cool. And I love your Instagram, and all of your graphics are like so helpful; they're so clear, like very easy to understand. This design class is
1: really paying off. <laughs> it, it has my first couple posts, like we were working on it, and now yeah. I'm like, okay, now it looks good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I really don't feel like I can talk about my story without talking about God. Like it's just yeah. to me, it's inseparable with. God's involvement in my mm-hmm. life. And like the miracles that I've seen and the doors that have opened. And yeah. I really think like, you know, true Christianity, that's what it's all about is just like mm-hmm. turning it outward. You know, like this isn't just for me, but this is so much bigger than just me. So, yeah,
0: I actually didn't like put this question in your briefing book. So if you're like, mm-hmm. I literally have no idea. You don't have to like, <laughs> you don't have to answer this. But I'm it. curious, like, what are your like, I'll say like top three things that you like learned that you're like, how did I not know this? And like, I need other girls to know this. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a really good question. There's so many things that like, oh, it's so dynamic. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say one of the most important things, um, I'm trying to think of how to word it, <laughs> is that God did not design your body to be broken and mm-hmm. to suffer and to be in pain. Um, I have a few notes on that for when we talk more about um, things like later on, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much the gist of it is like God oh not design us as like a punishment you know like Mm -hmm. I don't that's just that's not God's too good for that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, that's you know like I always say like my thing is thrive by divine design like Mm -hmm. I really believe that like that's how we were created is to thrive and like it is because of the hand of God Um, and then on like a biological level I wish that women understood that just how different we are from Mm -hmm. men. yeah because all of the research that's done on like diets and exercise and um just like you know even like medications like it's almost completely done on men um mm-hmm. that's changing now but like, when I go to try to like look up research about how does this work for women in the menstrual cycle the most I could find is like back 20 years like yeah. it is yeah. really hard to find anything past that and even what we have now it's like oh yeah there's six people we mm-hmm. tested 10 people I'm like that's not very many yeah <laughs> the research done on women is very very limited mm-hmm. and like just the impact that that has like i said on diets and yeah. exercising and just so many different aspects So, like oh yeah like there's a lot of research on it it's like but is it for women though like mm-hmm. real question <laughs> yeah so um and then i'd say probably the third thing let's see i think it's just so tough to narrow it down <laughs> but i'd say the menstrual cycle is about more than just your period i mm-hmm. think growing up be like oh yeah like you grow up okay you're gonna bleed like once yeah. a month and that's just how it is now mm-hmm. and it's probably gonna be painful and you're probably gonna have cramps and break out now and it's gonna suck
0: yeah. like that's
1: what we hear mm-hmm. um but we never hear like guess what you have a whole cycle like this is when you actually ovulate this is when you're actually fertile this mm-hmm. is um you know your energy levels are going to change your metabolism your digestion your appetite um like your social battery all of these things yeah. are going to fluctuate now like just never talked about like that Mm -hmm. that should be periods 101 yeah like you now have two rhythms you have a circadian rhythm you know like Mm -hmm. and now you have a infradian rhythm which just means it's a cycle that lasts longer than a day like you've got two rhythms Mm -hmm. (laughs) Act like it we got a lot to work with now it's just uh, it's amazing and it's magical I wish people knew that
0: yeah I like growing up I always like I like knew you had your period, you know what I mean? But I thought like the rest of the month, it was just like nothing. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like I like eventually learned that you ovulate, but like, <laughs> that's like really all I knew up until honestly, like last year. So
1: yeah, Super exactly. fun. <laughs> like, I haven't met anybody. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like you have different phases of your cycle and they're all important. They're like, mm-hmm. like what? Like, it sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like It's not crazy. It's just mm-hmm. basic.
0: <laughs> Should wow. be
1: basic going off
0: of that, what are the phases of the cycle? And then can you kind of like share a little bit like about what each one like is and does?
1: Yeah. So there's a couple different ways to break it down. Um, and first off, like I said, cycles aren't weird. It's not a new concept. Um, I think that's the most important thing to start with. Mm -hmm. Like we have a daily rhythm, you know, like we wake up in the morning, we feel tired at night. Um, we change what we eat and what we wear, depending on the time of day, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, We change our activities. Like, you're not going to plan a party at 6 a.m. Like, that just sounds absurd. (laughs) Like, no one's going to want to do that. Like, that just sounds crazy. Um, And then we have, you know, the seasons of the year. We change what we do based on the seasons. Like, summer feels very different than fall. And that feels very different Mm -hmm. than spring and winter. Like, we're already living within cycles and don't don't even realize it. And so, the menstrual cycle is just, it's just one more. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not it's not that different of a concept. Um, and so there's two ways to, I've seen people break it down both in research and with different like hormonal experts and everything. Some people break it down into two phases. Other people break it down into four. And so if you're breaking it down into two, they break it down to the follicular and then the luteal phase. So the follicular phase is, um, from the first day of your period, um, until you ovulate. And then the luteal phase is then considered, um, like when you ovulate until your period. Mm. So that's one. And then personally, I break it down with a four, just because I feel like it's a little bit more specific. I love yeah. detail. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so um, with the four too, I think it's one quick note is a lot of people track it with like menstrual phase first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it belongs more at the end, because you only right. have a period as a result of ovulation. Mm. And so um, you have Uh, follicular phase and then the ovulatory phase the luteal phase and then the menstrual phase okay so and the follicular phase like you know the egg's getting ready it's getting prepped um, it's released during ovulation and then um, during your luteal phase it's about that's the longest it's like 10 to 14 days typically and that's when your body's like preparing just in case the implants Um, your body's preparing for pregnancy just in case and then if the egg doesn't implant or isn't fertilized then you have your period. Mm-hmm. So we often put the period at the beginning cuz i think yeah. it's the easiest to track like are you bleeding mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> yeah. But really it's the result as of, of the whole cycle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's pretty much like two ways to break it down whether it's just follicular and luteal or all four.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. And then what can you kind of expect in each phase like I'll say like bodily wise or like energy wise, like how does your like actual body and like what your body needs or what you can do change?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of changes that come. Yeah. I think it's, and I think it's to our advantage. I think that mm-hmm. people feel like, Oh man, I'm not the same every day. And so like, we try to almost like fix quote unquote fix that. Yeah. Everyone doesn't need fixing. Um, but there's benefits and different needs depending on each phase. So in the follicular phase right after your period, um, it usually lasts anywhere from like three to seven days. So that's when your estrogen increases. So you're going to feel more energetic. You're going to feel more creative. Um, I know like I could definitely tell a clear difference from period me to like follicular me. I'm like, I want to go do things now. Like I want to go try new things. You can kind of think of it like spring almost like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's go like picking back up a little bit more like alive. Yes. And then during the, um, ovulatory phase, that's when your estrogen is highest. And that's also when your testosterone peaks. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to feel like an extra surge, like on top of the world. I call it like the yes phase because okay. I'm like, I'm around ovulation. And I'm like, yes, I want to start this project. Yes. I want to try that uh-huh. the things we could do. Yes. We yeah. can try that. Yes. We can do that too. Like, it's just, yes to everything. <laughs> like I want to work out and I want to eat really well. And I want to do food mm-hmm. prep and I want to clean the house. And like, I just want to do everything. Um, and so it can also easily get worn out. Yeah. <laughs> so have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the luteal phase, it's right after that. Um, like I said, it's the longest. I think it's interesting because we often think of like, oh yeah, estrogen is a female hormone and then testosterone is the male hormone. Mm-hmm. But women, I feel like should have two female hormones that are commonly known. And the other one is progesterone mm-hmm. because during your luteal phase, um, if you ovulate, then your body makes progesterone and that should be your highest hormone. For half your cycle. So um, when that is your highest, you're going to feel more of like a calm mood um, and more of like a consistent energy. So rather mm-hmm. than like spike, <laughs> yeah. estrogen, you're going to feel more like of just a consistent, steady focus. You can have better sleep. Um, it's going to increase your appetite a little bit. Um, and just kind of, I feel like it's more of like a nesting phase too. Like I feel more drawn to things at home and getting things done rather than being out and about. Um, which you can think about it, like it just kind of fits. Like if your body's, your body's preparing for pregnancy every month, like you're getting ready for that with your follicular phase and during yeah. ovulation, your body's like, okay, go get pregnant. Like go mm-hmm. talk to people, go be social. Your communication skills are going to be boosted. Like your, even your immune system is going to be like more, more alert because your body's like, we're going to be around people. Um, Interesting. and then during your luteal phase, like your immune system actually slows down a little bit because of a potential fertilized egg. That's technically like a foreign body. Huh. Um, and so like you just feel more at home, you kind of want to like nest a little bit. Like it's kind of like, okay, if we're pregnant, just in case you want to make sure everything's ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then if that, you know, there's no implantation or anything, then you're going to have your menstrual cycle, menstrual phase, and you're going to feel more chill, calm. Um, all of your hormones are at their lowest point now. Um, and that just, I don't know, you kind, you kind of know um, yeah. how we feel. And I think one thing that's really interesting too is that what we think is normal isn't necessarily like what is normal, if that makes yeah. sense. So yeah. like, like you said, like growing up, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, this is just what's normal. Like, that's just how it is. Uh huh. But how we define normal is really important. Um, like just because it's common doesn't make it normal. Mm-hmm. Like if everybody all of a sudden had asthma in 20 years, like scientists wouldn't be like, oh yeah, this is just how the human body works. You'd yes. be like, no, like we're supposed to be able to breathe uh-huh. a lot better than this. Just everybody isn't for some reason. We should figure out what's going on. Yeah. And so to me, like that's what I feel like is going on a lot with like periods and everything. It's mm-hmm. like almost like this epidemic of all these issues. And it's just like, oh yeah, that's yeah. normal. I'm mm. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like how how is that? It's supposed to be normal, like the pain, the PMS, the mm-hmm. moodiness the irritability like that can't be normal, like, yeah, and it isn't, but we think it is, and so we mm-hmm. don't go seeking help when we don't realize that there's other options out there and that there's a lot, there's a better way, pretty much, yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. and then normal really depends on the person, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, from like my normal is going to feel different than your normal, and that's cool too. Like there's general guidelines of like, yeah. okay, your hormones are lower during your period. So you're going to feel more chill, mm-hmm. like probably not going to feel as social, but my friend who's an extrovert is going to feel like going out no matter what, just, is going to be extra, <laughs> during yeah. Ovulation, yeah. you know, but like for me, like I, I consider myself more of an introvert. So like mm-hmm. I'm cool being home. And then I just want to go out a little bit more during ovulation. So like, it's yeah. just really different person to a person, mm-hmm. but there are general trends that we do see.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I'm most interested that the immune system kind of differs from phases. Yeah, I
1: like, really never knew that, but that is
0: very interesting.
1: Huh. Uh, it's so cool. Like it, people think it's, that's not just about reproduction, you know, like it impacts like every system in yeah. your body. It's so cool. Oh,
0: that's so fun. Um, yeah, I guess we were kind of talking about like, or you, we were, you were just talking about how there kind of is this like whole problem of like people are having these issues through their periods. Have you like read any research about why some women experience painful periods, others like don't really? Like why there's that difference and why people do experience painful periods?
1: Yeah, I consider myself um, an expert in experiencing yeah. painful periods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Like I said, that's like that's what started this whole thing. Um, because it's not just like Oh, it really hurts, and I need like need a hot pad, like a heating pad, and like I'm curled mm-hmm. up on the couch. But like, it's nausea. I'm throwing up. Like I'm shaking. I'm about- like I literally have almost passed out a few mm-hmm. times. I've gone to the ER because the pain's so bad, and I can't get it under control. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, like it is just awful. Um, and I didn't know anybody else had experienced that. Like I've seen like one person on Instagram who has the mm-hmm. same thing, and like that was a miracle to me. And so I was like, dude, what is going on? Like, what causes this? And I've seen, like I said, several different doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, But in all the research that I've done, um, it seems like it comes down to pretty much two things. It is a little bit difficult, I think, researching painful periods. Like, there's some general information, which is what I'm going to share. But finding, like, really a lot of details and root causes, it's not as talked about. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of posts and books and everything on – Making like you know, PMS symptoms and helping boost your progesterone and like balancing estrogen, mm-hmm. but not as much I found on like painful periods. So I think it's again, maybe something that needs to be talked about more. Yeah. Um, so that there is more information out there. Um, but the two causes from what I've seen, um, there's like a physiological side to it, and then there's like kind of like a chemical hormonal side. So physiologically, like physically, there might be. Some things like your like what's called a tilted uterus, which means your uterus just isn't like positioned correctly. Yeah. So it could be pushing on things that aren't right and it's just kind of cramped. Um and then on the chemical hormonal side, um, we have what are called prostaglandins. So it's probably my new favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> um so we have prostaglandins all over our body, um, lots of different kinds for lots of different reasons, but mainly. Uh, Different ones do specific different things, but they really take care of, like, when you're injured or there's inflammation, um, they're part of your, like, emergency response. Mm -hmm. So uh, prostaglandins are also, like, what stimulate labor when, like, you're having contractions and everything, Um, and they're what stimulate period cramps because your uterus is a muscle. (laughs) It's meant to push things out and work. So um, prostaglandins are released or, like, synthesized, something to do with, like, the endometrium, so like the lining. And so if you have like, for example, higher estrogen, um, that's going to build up that lining even more. And then you could have more prostaglandins because of that. And the interesting thing is like, we actually have different kinds of prostaglandins involved in our periods. So we have yeah. what, main, three main ones. So there's PGE one, two, and three. Uh, PGE one and PGE three are the, responsible actually for relaxing the uterus which is interesting. interesting. I was like, we have that. Yeah. <laughs> like we have a relaxing system built in. Um, and then PGE two is actually responsible for the contractions. So sometimes we help out PGE two a little too much and don't help out PGE one and three as yeah. much which can contribute to all that. So there's a lot of different things involved. Um, so talking to a good doctor, not just any doctor, like a good doctor yeah. can help you out <laughs> mm-hmm. um, about, you know, do you have any physiological like aspects yeah. to this uh, if you're experiencing it or like we can see how your other hormone levels are, how things mm-hmm. are working and try to get the root cause. So there's a couple different, couple different sources, I guess, that it can come from.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So is that, is it PGE2? Mm-hmm. Is that the, okay. So is that like, what like is the contractions during labor? Like what like stimulates that?
1: I don't know if it's the same exact Okay. It's possible, but I don't want to say for sure. enough yeah, not confirm that, huh. but I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Huh. Okay. So now all of this talk like about cycle, how do you actually like track yours? I've, we talked with, um, Vanessa Oli, like, I think it was like two seasons ago now. And she uses like taking your temperature as like a way to indicate it, but I've seen like a couple different, like people do it different way. So I'm curious how you track your cycle.
1: Yeah, that was a really awesome episode. I loved everything she had to say. She
0: was so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we could be best friends, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when it comes to tracking your cycle, I'm actually really lucky. My cycle's always been really regular, um, mm-hmm. which also baffled doctor. Cause like, Oh, you have all these other issues yet. It's like super regular. Yeah. So usually that's like one of the first things to go out the window. Um, mm-hmm. so for me, it's been pretty easy to track um even after being on birth control for like six years um like it's been pretty easy so i just use a couple apps um i think there's like flow and then flow living has an app but i'm kind of using both right now just to see the differences test them out um, i want to try the temperature method i think that'd be really cool there's a lot of like you said this there's a lot of different methods out there Mm -hmm. and some are more expensive than others. Like a lot of the ones I've seen with your temperature, it's like a hundred dollars subscription per year. Uh (laughs) I'm like, maybe in a minute, maybe when I graduate, (laughs) we have a little more money. Um, So like, it just, you know, there's a lot of different price points depending on what you have access Mm to. Um, I think one of the most beneficial things is going to be learning about your body, like understanding what is normal for you? Mm-hmm. Like I know how I feel, like just by paying attention to different signs from my body. but like ovulation compared to like mm-hmm. you know in my in my luteal phase, um, and I can just feel the shift. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that surge of energy, and I'm like, oh yeah, things are picking back up. Like it's real yeah. time. Compared to like okay, things are winding down. Like I literally like that's literally what I call a couple of days before my period. I'm like I can feel things winding down. I'm gonna take it easy, mm-hmm. um, and so I can pretty much get it almost down to the day of like I'm gonna start my period today haven't started yet but I know I'm gonna start today (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just based on how I know my body feels so yeah even like just understanding like how your energy changes how your appetite changes um even like cravings like my cravings are so different in each phase (laughs) (laughs) um but just social battery like my work style like a lot of different things I know there's one other method is like checking your cervical fluid. That's mm-hmm. free. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think she mess- mentioned that too. in the yeah, other episode, um, mm-hmm. lots of guides out there, like how to understand, like yeah. how things look and how to check, mm-hmm. um, just depending on where you're at. So yeah, lots of different tools. Some are built in, um, yeah. and then some are a little more expensive. <laughs> yeah. I
0: always struggle my period takes me by surprise every single time. And I have like a fairly regular period. I just like never actually check my app. Um, like I will like have like a splitting headache, like the day before I get my period. And every single month when I get this headache, I'm convinced I'm dying or like that I have COVID or like Like something something
1: random going on. Yeah. And then like
0: the next day I get my period, I'm like that, that made sense. And like every single month this happens and I like know that it happens. But then as soon as it happens, I'm like, well, I must have like cancer. Like I, I have no idea. (laughs) I'm like horrible at actually like tuning in with my body. Oh
1: yeah, goodness. I know. I'm like somewhat good at checking my apps, but like at this point, I'm like, it's just like a reference for me. Yeah. But yeah, like knowing what to expect. Like, oh, this is a sign for me, and like, mm-hmm. I just know this is this is where I'm at because I can feel this way.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I need I need to get better at that.
0: <laughs> Pretty oblivious when it comes identifying to- it, and recognizing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. How can you, I think you kind of like talked about this, but like, do you know anything about like, I've seen like a lot of Instagram, like, you know, the little like infographics about mm-hmm. like the ways you can best support your body during each phase. And you talked about kind of like energy levels. Are there like certain like foods you should be eating or like types of workouts you should be doing, whether you like have high energy, or low energy, depending on which phase of the cycle you're in.
1: There actually is a lot of research to support mm-hmm. that. Um, It's still pretty limited. Like I said, it's pretty recent. Yeah but um from what i have read that your body responds very differently to like with workouts for example the same workout depending on where you're at in your cycle and so um i think there was like there's a couple like where they did like hiking exercises or biking or just like um like strength training yeah and depending like if they were like close to ovulation or in the middle of their like period and what they found is that like the body has to put a lot more effort during like the luteal phase. So mm. between ovulation, and your period to do like the same work. Um, and so like your te- your internal body temperature is going to be already naturally warmer, um, which is why the temperature method, like yeah. tracking your cycle works, but like you're already burning a lot more naturally. Mm. Um, and so it can it takes your body more work to get to the yeah. same, same results. Um, and you know, like, when you're feeling like higher estrogen and all of that, like follicular and ovulatory phases, like we're going hard. Like you're going to feel it. Like, I'm like, I don't, I hate running. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, <laughs> but there was this one time I, we went to the gym. I'm also not a huge gym goer, but I went cause my husband went and, um, and we went on the treadmill. I ran and I literally ran like a mile and a half, which is the longest I've ever run straight and I felt great. My asthma didn't kick in, which has never happened in wow. my entire life. Um, and like, I was like, I actually am enjoying this. I'm like, is this how people feel when they run? Yeah. But that was how I felt. And I was, I was ovulating, like, uh uh-huh. it was magical, yeah. <laughs> but I can guarantee you that like, when I'm on my period, I'm not going to feel that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, you're, it's just it, part of it's science, but part of it's just like intuition. Like, yeah, you know, it's going to feel better for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk to people and they're like, oh, like they're more of a runner, and so like they run throughout their whole cycle, and like they don't feel bad from that, you know? Yeah. So I think just knowing that your body is going to be more sensitive to like intense workouts mm-hmm. at the second half of your cycle after ovulation, like that's something to consider. And so I'll do less cardio, maybe more strength training, yoga, flexibility, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with foods. That's a fun one. Um, yeah. I love food. Um, I used to be a super picky eater, but the last six months, I have just like, wow, I like so many foods now. So um, fun. And i say like, really, a lot, of it, a lot of it comes down to like intuition and cravings. I'm going to be a huge advocate for that. Like your body knows what it needs and it's going to tell you. Like I will go through phases where I'm like, I just want oranges. Like I went through an oranges phase. I was like, I don't even like oranges. I can't stand like the texture of it for some uh-huh. reason. But I was craving it. Like I want to have like a couple a day. And so I just kept throwing them in smoothies. <laughs> I, was mm-hmm. like, I guess my body needs this right now. <laughs> yeah, And so like that, like, I think has played a huge part, like, factor in my healing mm-hmm. up until this point. Um, and just understanding like what my body needs. Um, but fun fact when it comes to food and appetite and everything is that because your body is naturally burning more during your luteal phase, you actually need more calories every day. Interesting. So, like we talk about how like, oh yeah, progesterone increases your appetite, but it's for a reason. Huh. Um, Cause your body's like, okay, just in case we're pregnant, like yeah we're going to prep for that. So mm. um, you're going to, you're going to have a little bit more of an appetite. You're going to eat a little bit more. You're naturally burning a little bit more. Your metabolism actually speeds up and slows down throughout your cycle. Mm. Um, and so it speeds up during your luteal phase. And so you're just naturally, you just need more up yeah. to like, I think it's anywhere from like 79 to 280 calories a day. Like it's a, it's not a huge amount, but it's enough, you know, so like if a lot of people using like, you know, diet tracking apps or, you know, calorie counting apps, like it does Mm -hmm. not take that into account. And so, um, if you're feeling a lot of like those PMS symptoms leading up to your period, like you're feeling the moodiness and you're hangry or, um, just, you know, a lot of those typical symptoms we think Mm -hmm. of, it's maybe because you're not eating enough. (laughs) Like, Interesting. Maybe, you know, you're not, you're not giving your body what it needs during that point, so yeah, yeah, huh. it's just interesting. The more you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's pretty cool, yeah. Okay, so now you just mentioned that you're married. How has your husband like played a part in learning and supporting your menstrual cycle and just like been with you throughout this process?
1: It has been such an awesome gift, uh, I can say that. Um, I gotta say, when we when I first told him about. Like my period issues, it, it came about because I, I was on birth control and I was like, I don't want to tell him that. Like, how do you bring that up? We're just dating. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I like didn't take it for a few days. Like, I, I think like something happened, it was delayed shipping. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started kind of feeling bad again. Um, the symptoms started coming back a little bit and so I like well he notices like and so I kept asking about it like what's going on mm-hmm. and so like, I was like uh, I have like these weird period issues <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was super uncomfortable yeah um, so definitely like a whole 180 and more since then um and so it's just it's been such a grounding balance and to have I don't know just like the two balances between like my female rhythm and his you know male rhythm it's just mm-hmm. so cool because men have a hormonal rhythm too Um mm-hmm. Everyone has a circadian rhythm. Like, you know, your body uses hormones to wake you up in the morning, to tell you when you're hungry, tell you when you need to go to the bathroom, like all of those things. And, and so he's been really grounding in that. Like, when I'm feeling my energy surges of like, let's go do everything, like, let's go just do it all. Like, I want to do this and now we can do this and we can try that. Uh huh. Um, he's very grounding for me at that point. He's kind of like a baseline almost. Uh-huh. Um, and so. Like, okay, let's do one thing at a time. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, but then like, you know, when I'm prepping for like my period and or like, I'm on my period, I'm like, I have mm-hmm. no energy to do anything. I don't want to do laundry, like I just want to chill out and watch a movie, maybe. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling really chill. I don't want to do a lot of the right things right now. And he's like, Don't worry about it. He's like, he's like, I'll make dinner. Like, you're on your period. I know you don't have the energy for this. Like, it's okay. <laughs> So um, so or he's like oh yeah you're, you're going he's like you've got this phase next right I'm like yeah <laughs> so that is so just, precious so, it is really precious I love it <laughs> but it's been a huge support um and even like as I've struggled to figure things out like and when I still like I've had a couple episodes where like mm-hmm. you know the whole passing out throwing up yeah not pretty um he's been like a really huge support and that too so yeah I'm a huge huge advocate like for not doing this alone um If you have a person, even if that's like a friend, family member, um, someone you live with, like having somebody there to support you is just a huge Mm -hmm. difference maker. And I am convinced that that's part of why God told me to wait for Mm -hmm. answers is because I wasn't in a place to share all of this yet. You know, at 16, 17, Mm -hmm. 18, I was not able to have the information and the resources to share all about this. Um, But then also having... partner through all of this has been like a game changer so I cannot I cannot have done this without him so uh.
0: that's so sweet oh my word seems like such a sweetheart
1: (laughs) yes very happy for you I can't (laughs) deny it (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah oh goodness yeah and then just as the last question we like to ask people are there any resources you'd recommend sharing obviously yourself and we'll tag your instagram um, and like the comments and like our little like readers description um, like any of the books you're reading any
1: podcasts you listen to like anything oh there's so many <laughs> um I have a lot I want to read and I haven't read yet mm-hmm. um, but where I got my start was with um, there's two books by Alyssa Vitti. Um, she's kind of like the OG when it comes to cycle syncing and figuring out period issues and healing from that um, and she has a book called in the flow. And then she also has another book called woman code. I think woman code came first. Um, but it really just helps break down like 101, what's going on and how can you help fix your issues? Um, I found her through a podcast. There's two, op- two podcast episodes, um, through it's called she it's with Lord and Jordan Lee Dooley. Um, love, I love her. Um, those episodes specifically, like they're, life-changing I look, like the only episodes i've ever listened to twice yeah <laughs> um i highly recommend that and then of course instagram page um i share a lot of different resources in there all the time too as i find yeah. them like oh this person's good for that if you've got pcos look here if you've got demetriosis look look over here if you're wanting worried about your gut health like check out this page like always happy to just share about other resources that i found and help people patchwork it yeah <laughs>
0: And you mentioned that you did like a workshop. Do you do those
1: in person Mm -hmm. or online? Are you still doing them, or Will you do more? Oh, I will definitely be doing more. I'm really excited for. um, I just did the one to test out, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had to finish up school. So that's been pretty tough trying to balance that. But now that I'm wrapping that up, um, I am actively planning virtual workshops because I know there's a lot of people all over Mm -hmm. um but still to get that face-to-face you know live as close as we can in person Mm -hmm. um interaction hosting some in person probably in Utah um and yeah lots more to come with that without spoiling too much yeah (laughs) so yeah well thank you
0: Caroline so much for joining us on today's episode um, if you guys want to find her, you can find her at cycleway.workshop on Instagram. And as soon as she has a website, we'll make sure we link that and share that with you guys as well. So thank you for listening. And as always, you can find us at the holy on Instagram or the holyship.podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week.